Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. We've mentioned this a few times, but after the weekend, no undefeated teams remain in the NFL, okay? Meaning the 72 Dolphins can go ahead and pop their champagne. (laughs) Only team to ever go undefeated in a season. Congratulations to them. They continue to reign. So that leaves us with five teams sitting at five and one, guys. And two of them are playing each other on Sunday Night Football in week seven. This is going to be a electric game. Two high-flying offenses. 53, the current game total for Dolphins-Eagles. That's going to be a really good one. Yeah, I get to call that one. So I'll call in the game tonight, and then I'll go back to the Sunday night games. I've been doing the Monday Nighters with Kevin Harlan because Kurt Warner has been overseas calling those games, so I'll go back with Ryan Radke. Uh, and, yeah, next Sunday we're doing Miami at Philly. So, My uh, God. All right, so, there you go. Popcorn uh, I mean, ready. I, I've been happy with your schedule, your college schedule. You've been having some great games, and I've been falling into that as oh. well. Real quick, you have a problem with 72 Dolphins popping champagne every year when the last undefeated team loses? No, like I get it. I, if listen, if I had yes. uh, if I had an accomplishment that extraordinary and singular, I would be obnoxious yes. about it. Yes. I would let everybody know I would be insufferable. And it's really not all that insufferable because we haven't seen a ton of content about them right. tracking it leading up to it. It's just Hey, all right, we kind of acknowledge it. You know what it is, though? It's like Bobby Bonilla Day. We're working in this job. You hear about it so yeah. much, and it's so firmly ingrained as a thing that gets talked about all the time that I'm, si- I'm sick of Bobby Bonilla Day, and I'm sick of the 72 Dolphin champagne popping thing. We begrudgingly have to cash that chip every time it comes up. But, no, I'm not mad at them about it. I have so, no problem with them about so it. So the one thing I'll say, and I'll, Jesse, I'll ask you, and Mike, I'll ask you. I've talked about this a number of times over the couple of decades of doing shows have had on Hall of Famers and or record holders. Sure. Right? And I like like a record that I hold, and I'll get to hold forever unless Notre Dame brings wrestling back, is I had the fastest pin in Notre Dame history and, you know, for wrestling, like 13 seconds. Unfortunately, two years after I left, they dropped wrestling, which is a shame. Yeah. And and people who I brought on that have, have records, I said, do you want to see your record beaten? And a lot of them say, oh, yeah, I'd love to see it beaten. And I'm like, hell no. I, I, I openly will say... I, if wrestling comes back, I don't want anybody to pin anybody faster yeah. than my record. Now, if they do, 
I would be the first to shake their hand and say, congratulations. But am I hoping it happens? Hell no. I want that on my gravestone after hopefully loving, you know, husband and hopefully loving father, unless you and your kids get together and don't put that there. And record for fastest pin at Notre Dame. That's what I want there. You know, I'm like amazed at that. I'm like, no, I don't want my record. I would be like that with the 72 Dolphins. No, I don't want to see another undefeated team. And we got so close, obviously, with the Patriots that one year. But no, I don't want my record broken. I think that's the thing most confusing to me. It's one of two of the things you always hear in sports is, oh, no, I want my record to be broken by some people. And this idea that, oh, to win a championship, I want to go through the best. I want to play the best. No, no, no. I want to play the worst team that could possibly get there. Again, this is all personal experience, but in 2012, I'd have rather played Kansas State. Kansas State fans, I know you and I have a great relationship now. I've gotten to go to Manhattan and call a bunch of games, but I'll re-up this take every time it comes around. We'd have dog-walked y'all. Colin Klein's a great player, I promise. We'd have been wearing rings right now if we'd have played Kansas State, not Alabama that year. Because of the way that season shook out, I will go to my grave with that take because we never actually have to see it out. But that's one of those other things. It's like, no, I, I just want to win no matter what. I don't care who we I, play. I don't, I don't need this ego boost of having beaten the best yeah. team the same way I don't need to see someone take down my record. Hell no. Nope. Jesse, you? You look, if you ain't first, you're last. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, doesn't matter how you got there. Doesn't matter. All that people remember is if you were first. Okay. So I, I do, I like being first. I, I agree with you 100%. I, I like you said, am I going to get upset that someone breaks it? No. No. But I'm not rooting for them to break it. That, that's just like I always say this about the golf when the, the etiquette of golf, you don't hope somebody misses. BS. Man, if I'm standing on the side of the green and I just put it out and I need this dude to miss for me to win, I guarantee in my head I'm saying, no, no, miss it, miss it, miss it. Just not saying it out loud, but I sure as hell am hoping he misses that thing. I mean, come on, that's human nature. Yes, you would think. Yes. I mean, you know what happens when you have records like that? You know how cool it is? Back in Notre Dame where they have all on the walls inside the Notre Dame football facility, they got all the records on there for most tackles, right. receptions, all this stuff on the wall. They put your picture up in there. Yes. They bring your kids back and show them your picture up in there. My picture's up in that building on accident because they haven't changed out the game shots from other places in there. And you best believe if I was one of those guys with the number on the wall, that'd be cool as hell yeah, to go back to. So, no, yeah, All I'm right. absolutely had, out on that. Had to get that squared away. Totally understand right. the 72 Same Dolphins popping champagne yes. here, yes. even if it's one of those sports headlines that, for me, yeah. is beaten into the ground. Bobby Bonilla Day probably still ranks number one there, Good but we you. can get to that when we get back to Bobby Bonilla Day. Dan, instead, we've got this conversation coming right. up because – the Eagles uh, and the 49ers both go down this weekend. And so we were talking this morning before the show. Now it's the interesting conversation because Philadelphia kind of felt like they had been holding on for dear life a little bit, hadn't looked their best relative to last year's performance, which is understandable given all the change and turnover there. For the 49ers, though, this is the third consecutive week or so where the team that we've newly anointed as the best in football has found a way to lose. We did it a couple of weeks ago with the Miami Dolphins coming off that 70-point beatdown or almost 72-point beatdown against the Denver Broncos, and then they lost to the Bills the next weekend. We did it with the Bills after that, and then they ended up going down. And now we've got it here. Or excuse me, the Bills didn't go down there. The Bills went down earlier in the season, but I digress. Um, And now we do it here with the 49ers. So the question becomes, as we look around now, we've got the Eagles, Niners, Dolphins, Lions, and Chiefs. As the five and one teams left in football, Dad, among those, 
Who do you actually trust the most right now? Whether it's the best out of that group, so, whether it's the team that you feel best about at this point, who are you putting at the top of that so five and one pile? It's two different things you're we're asking, right? Who do you trust the most and who do you think is the best team right now, right? I trust the most. I still trust Patrick Mahomes the most. Sure. Because I'm worried if Travis Kelsey is not there, nobody else has really stepped up, right? Um, maybe the, the 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 rookie wide receiver Rice, I think, is the, yeah. uh, outside of him. It's been Pacheco running and catching it out of the backfield, and Kelsey. And we saw Kelsey miss the first game, and Detroit beat him by one, albeit just by one. But they worry me a little bit if Kelsey's not there. But I'm I'm doing this like Kelsey is there, so I still trust Patrick Mahomes the most. By record of so far, the Eagles have had the toughest of all the records. And they haven't they haven't looked the best. We we kept wondering. So I'm not as though what I'm shocked here more uh, than anything else is is kind of the way they got beat. A really weakened secondary for the Jets because of injury, and they couldn't take advantage of it. But I do agree with you. We kind of saw this coming a little bit with Philly because they had not been playing their best ball. Uh, the 49ers, without question, have the most overall talent. When you start listing depth of talent, they have the most. Lost a couple of guys again, as we said, and McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. And Brock Purdy looked a little more human in this one with his first regular season loss. I Who do I want just from the part of me that loves to see a story? I'd love to see the Lions be that team. And, and I mean, listen, uh, of the teams we're talking about right now, only two are on the AFC. The three are in the NFC, Eagles, 49ers and Lions and and Lions are are right there. I love what they're doing right now. They're doing great. I still think it's the 49ers though. I, I think in the, the NFC overall. Overall, I yeah. think of the, of these teams because you're right. The well, Mahomes. You, well, no, the Mahomes conversation is based on history more than it is yes, logic yes, at this it point. Is. It's yes. hey, we've seen that quarterback and coach combination. No matter what, be able to sort through whatever personnel they've got around. I mean, hell, they didn't end up winning that Super Bowl. But there was still a part of a lot of us that thought, oh, even with both starting tackles out going into the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay, Patrick Mahomes would be enough. And in most situations and in most games he's been in, in that game, he still gave them more of a chance than they had any right to because he's been that singularly great. You mentioned the who's healthy conversation. You and I were talking about this yesterday. If you took every team's best non-quarterback off the roster right. going forward, who would you be most confident about? And that answer is overwhelmingly, Pat. Because Pat's been the only one of these quarterbacks that we've talked about here who's really been weapon agnostic. Right. Everyone else, you've nice got to have some question. Patrick Mahomes, he's a guy that's always going to elevate you beyond the sum of your parts. But outside of the Patrick Mahomes brainworm that's firmly lodged in my head that after picking against him last year in the Super Bowl probably won't ever happen to me again because right. I got burned in that big way, I look at the 49ers and I go, all right, given the circumstances around this loss, the fact that you lost – two of your best offensive right. skill weapons in the midst of this game. I understand people are going to view that as a net negative on Brock Purdy. It's another information point on Brock Purdy for right. me. Yes. But it's still the difficulty of losing a star player in the middle of a game as opposed to before the game when you can Something plan on else it. preparing. We talked right. about this a lot leading up to the opener with Patrick yeah. Mahomes and right. Travis Kelsey where they knew going into this yeah. game, or no, they knew going into that game they were going to be without Chris Jones. Right. But you lose Travis Kelsey the week of the game in a freak walkthrough injury. And now all of a sudden, 
it makes it a lot more difficult to overcome that in the short term. I think when you combine that with the Jim Schwartz factor and just the quality of opponent on the other side, Jim, that Browns yeah. defense, probably the best in the NFL right now. Yeah, they are. They own three of the top. I saw Ben Solak tweet this going into Sunday Night Football. The Browns right now, in terms of defensive success rate, own three of the top five performances of the 2023 season so far. That's insane. And as I said, they've given up 200 yards a game that hasn't been done through five games since the 71 Colts. So and, and and Schwartz has Shanahan's number without question. The best team I agree with you is San Francisco because you have to make everything equal. You can't sit there and say if this guy's out or if that guy's out. Who I trust the most, Patrick Mahomes. Who the best team is is San Francisco still. So I I agree with that. And here's me hoping the Lions, you know, can break through and be there because they are. If you don't have a dog in the race, which I don't. Uh, you know, there, there's part of me that leans to Eagles because that's where most of my career was. But still, I, I, I how, to- how worried are you about what you've seen from Philadelphia, especially because for them outside of Lane Johnson, we've talked about they've been a little bit banged up intermittently yeah. on defense. No Jalen Carter in that game. He rolled an ankle during practice this week. And so he was out there, which was big for them defensively. But it seems like all the problems that we've talked about have largely skewed on offense yeah. and the way they've gone. And they were going up against top flight defense also, albeit the Jets had three of their four starting defensive backs out of this game yeah. and this Eagles passing attack that we saw. A.J. Brown still got his fourth straight game now over 125 receiving yards. I believe the only player, at least in Eagles history, to do that, or at least most recently. But when it mattered the most, Jalen Hurts throws the backbreaking interception yep. that ultimately loses them this game in a year where people have been kind of waiting and waiting for them to play their best football. Certainly didn't show up in this game where they should have had an advantage based on the quarterback it, on the it, other it side. It does worry me a little bit, but but I will say defenses have been strong this year. And, and sure. the Jets... You know, we had the players say we want to have a historic defense, and they hadn't been. They've been really good. This was a a great performance. The Browns was a great performance. We saw some great defensive performances against top teams, and you know that that, it seems so outdated now. Offense sells tickets, defense wins championships. I still want to believe that, but man, you get some defensive performances like that. Those are going to win championships. Yeah, that was undoubtedly the weekend that if you were someone who was a holdover from remember the 2017 NFL playoffs where three of the final four quarterbacks were backup guys that had gotten in there. That's the Nick Foles Super Bowl year for the Eagles. And everyone thought going forward, oh, you don't really need a franchise guy. You can get by without all that. And we obviously all then woke up the next day and remembered that we're not idiots. And that's not the case, especially if you're in the AFC right now. But this weekend went a long way in reminding you that even in a league that overwhelmingly caters to offense in the rules, we've got some of the best units we've seen in a while. Hell, if you're, if you can see why Aaron Rodgers is listening to Dolphin sex so much, trying to get back and saying he's going to get back during this season because he sees on the other side of the football what they've got in that defense. Yeah. Much like well, the Browns, that's a championship caliber, caliber defensive unit that is getting just enough from its offense to win games in the regular season. But I think everyone there and still in their heart of hearts knows you're not going to win games in the postseason with that kind of offensive play on the other side from Zach Wilson. And that's why Aaron Rodgers being down there on the field got so many Jets fans hot and bothered watching him throw five weeks post off. And I think there's a worry in Cleveland too, right? They won this game without Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Watson has not been anywhere near what Deshaun Watson is. And they're locked into that guy for so much money. And they're kind of like the Jets. You're looking at the defensive side of the ball and going, my God, we have it. We have the defense to win a championship. And we've seen defenses win championships without great offenses. See Baltimore back in the day. See Tampa Bay for a year. So it's happened. 
but it's difficult to do. In Especially this, in this nowadays, like you're, you're going back a lot of rule changes ago you to find are. that. And th this is what's, tough you know, the Legion of Boom Seahawks would probably like a word right, in that too. Right. right. Um, you know, you go back to 85 Bears uh, as well, uh, though they had McMahon they did, and, and Walter Payton. But I, I just, I see that as you look at these teams that have these defenses and go, my God, come on. You know, can we get anything, anything on the other side of the ball? So quickly, how do you rank them? You, we have San Francisco one. Who do you have five? Do you have Detroit five just because I, of yeah, history? I, you, I, you kind no, of have to I would there? say I would say even less so because of history and just looking at the rest of these groups and what they're capable of. The Chiefs are going to be up near the top for me, probably two behind probably the 49ers. Two. And then I would probably put the Dolphins after Dolphins that before the Eagles. And Eagles? And the thing with the Dolphins that's tough is the defense – while it showed up some yesterday, this season has been a weakness for them. Yeah. It has been the liability and will be the Achilles heel potentially for them going forward. But the offense is oh so so overwhelmingly potent. It's Golden State Warriors ass. And so I would probably put them just over the Lions right now. But man, even as I say that out loud, the Lions defense has overperformed a lot of expectation this year. Some of the guys they brought over they're expecting to help out have. So it would be a real dogfight there, but I would probably have them in the four or five spot. I think I would as well. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. The Eagles are another one, too. Even with this loss, I still find myself going, yeah, well, they're going to figure it out, right? I, I keep believing that as well. That's why we, we say that about Detroit then. Boy, they're in an area where they haven't been in a long while. Can they keep that going? Can they, can they live Near the near the higher end of the mountain than the lower end. And of the mountain, I, right? I, to be clear, I think they can. Just because I'm not saying Detroit's not the best team in football right now doesn't. I believe it's sustainable. I think what they've built there is. I mean, you look at the game yesterday. They managed to go out there and get through this. They're getting Amon Ross St. Brown back, but you had no Jameer Gibbs in the lineup. You lost David Montgomery in the middle of that game, and so you're out there and your third and fourth string running backs giving you touches, and you still find a way to go out and get this done. So they're a team that. They've set the foundation well enough here. Jared Goff, we talked about the confidence that he's playing with. I do believe in them. That's not what I, this I is. I do as well. And, you know, we, we talk about the defensive side of the ball. How far can you carry? These five teams, you look at their defenses. Cleveland is number one in the NFL overall. San Francisco is number three. Kansas City is four, five, six. Detroit is seven. It's only Miami who was in the, you know, just below halfway as far as total defense. So they have defenses that can carry them. They so, do. They so, do. So speaking of, we've talked a lot about injuries in this. Uh, Jesse, this is a bad weekend to be a quarterback in week six. We saw the number of backups proliferating yes, across did. the sport. It's been absolutely wild. You guys, five quarterbacks, okay, got hurt in week six. Justin Fields with a hand injury. Jimmy Garoppolo with a back injury. Trevor Lawrence, knee. Baker Mayfield, hand. Ryan Tannehill, Ankle. And then you had Deshaun Watson, Daniel Jones, and Anthony Richardson, all starters that were ruled out before their games. So the injury bug just really coming for QBs. Well, I mean, that was the other part of this weekend, Dad, is so much of the damage got done by backup quarterbacks. And I'll lump Zach Wilson in there. He wasn't supposed to be the week one starter this year. I get that he's been the starter for a little bit longer now. But you looked out across from there. P.J. Walker getting that win that we talked about here. Brian Hoyer having to go out here for the Las Vegas Raiders, another former Patriot cast-off, going up against his old boss and getting it done in that game. We saw Malik Willis go in there, and, man, I saw the sentiment echoed across the timeline. What does Will Levis have to look like in practice for I you know. to not give him spin I, at this I, point? I, I mean, Malik Willis yeah. took four awful sacks in this game he, at critical he, junctures. He, he got rushed 
hard for sure, but then he, he hangs on to the ball a lot as well. I mean, every single play. You're, it's the same thing I was thinking of. What 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 about Will Levis? And we talked about Malik Willis in the preseason. It looked like he'd made strides, but I'd love to see Levis get out there at some point. Again, I have to imagine it's just been, hey, you'd like to avoid it if possible at this point. Ryan Tannehill was still the guy you wanted to rock with. We're going to need to see the rookie at some point. So without question, would you agree? The most Googled name yesterday? Oh, yeah. Was who came in for Justin Fields? I mean, this had to stun everybody. Tyson Badgent, I believe, is how you say it. Well, Badgent. was Badgent more Googled or Shepherd College? Exactly. Tyson Badgent went to Shepherd College. He's a rookie. He's a rookie from Shepherd College that is the backup quarterback for the Chicago Bears. I have never heard of, not going to lie, I don't think anybody had. Shepherd College, for those wondering, is in West Virginia, if I'm looking at the correct No, it's in, West, it's in West Virginia. Okay. You are I correct. I had no idea. I had no idea who this player was. Hey, kudos to him for showing enough to somebody, obviously, there in Chicago that he should be not only be on the roster, but be the backup. That was unbelievable. I had no clue who he was, but more power to him. Now, it, it didn't work well. Uh, yeah, I was going to say more more power to him. Uh, yeah. We clearly saw Justin Fields still pretty important to this yeah. team because a Vikings team without Justin Jefferson yeah. that had to try and cook everything low and slow did not look great on offense against the Bears defense. Forget what happened with the offense. Right. That Bear defense has been nothing to write home about all season long, and they held the Vikings to 19 points. Yeah, Difficult one out there. We still got more NFL to get to. So coming up next, let's get a little mic'd up Monday. Some of the best sights and sounds from around the league next year on Gojo and Golden. Dad, what do you do when you're out with friends? The waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help. Mm, that's a great question. So what, what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge. You grab the bull by the horns. You find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy. Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there, and you get to that little clubhouse there, and they've always got the candy bar options, and I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer, and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice-cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister U.S., White Plains, New York. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. It's time for Miked Up Monday, presented by Wrangler. Some choice sounds to discuss from around NFL Sunday. And guys, Dolphins defeated the Panthers 42-21 and Tyreek Hill showed out okay so he left the game with cramps at one point and still had 163 yards and a touchdown so he has 150 receiving yards in a game for the 15th time in his career here that ties jerry rice for the second most games 
such as this one, before a player's 30th birthday. Okay, so on his touchdown, he decides to celebrate by grabbing a phone from a media member and doing a backflip. Check this out. I know the NFL going to find me for it, but it's worth it, though. Um, just being able, you know, to create memories I can look back on whenever I'm done playing is always, you know, something I, I think of every, each and every time I play this game. So every time I step on the field, man, I'm, I'm going to try to make it memorable. Okay, so the NFL uh, you took down the video. You can still find it online if you want to. Not, not an issue. Uh, but pretty hysterical stuff. He's like, I know that I'm going to be getting fined here. I don't care. I'm going to do the backflip. So this was a setup all the way. The guy yeah. had started the video. I don't know if it was a Miami Dolphin uh, employee. Yeah, they, they had premeditated this. It yeah, was definitely premeditated. The, the guy started it because, as we all know, wearing gloves, you can't do anything on the phone if you're wearing gloves. Well, if you got the gloves that have a little bit of metal there, some of them have the... I'm going to doubt football receiving gloves have the metal in it to, to start. Oh, yeah. I thought because, you were talking about the guy. Because, no, no, no. Because, yeah. you know, you saw Tyreek Hill kind of hitting the phone like he was doing sure. it. But the video had already... It was a setup, and I'm fine with the setup. No problem at all. In all honesty, Mike, and, and here's the thing. Celebrations you can do. You can't use a prop. So as soon as he grabbed the phone, that was going to be the end of it. Um, I, I wish they would let him go. Now, God knows how far they would go with props, um, but I, I, I don't have a problem with it. It's, to me, it's not hurting anybody. Well, oh, how no, big to do me, you it's think less the fine's like, going to be? How big? He's been fined like 10 grand. every week. Probably, it was the socks. It was like he's just probably seven, 10 grand, up. or depending on if you've been fined for that before, it'll See, jump a little higher. I think the better question here is because actually, if you watch the video, the video itself doesn't turn out that cool. No. It was a lot cooler watching him do a flip holding a cell phone yeah. than it was watching the actual the footage that doesn't give you a full appreciation for the athletic marvel here. What I want to ask is, which you would rather get fined for? Which way you would rather go out? Tyree Kill doing a phone flip fine or George Kittle getting fined for the F the Cowboys shirt that he oh. pulled up in their win over the Dallas Cowboys. I, I played for the Eagles. Which do you think I would do? Well, I mean, but like, would you, <laughs> wouldn't you like to be able to do a backflip? Well, I, from the standpoint of athletic ability, I would love to stand there and do a backflip. Yes, it would be embarrassing if I tried to do it. But to be able to hold up a shirt that says F Dallas when I was with the Eagles would have been awesome. See, that shirt was the objectively, Jesse, to me, cooler flex in terms of celebrations because of the context of the game. But if you're asking me which one I'd rather do, I would rather be able to do a backflip at all, let alone in football pads, let alone in football pads after I just scored a 40 It did make touchdown. me nervous, though. Like, he, it happened really quickly, and then it was over. But I was like, this is just like something that would happen is like Tyreek Hill does a backflip and like tears his ACL. Well, like, yeah, I was like, we've geez. Seen, you're right. We've yeah. seen guys celebrate before and come down and blow out their knees. Yes. We've seen players do it. Kickers do it. It's been, yeah, yeah. It, we have. Here's the other thing. The the bank account that you have to have to say, I'm going to right. do this and I know <laughs> I'm going to get fined. I wouldn't be able to go home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Face your mother. Yeah. They're, yeah. Nope. These guys are making a little bit different money uh, than you did nope. back in the day. Yeah. Uh, Let's get to our next bit of sound here. Jesse, we had another London game this weekend. The Ravens beat the Titans over across the pond. It was an ugly game befitting both teams. But we had an interesting sight and sound on the plane ride home here for one of our first-class passengers. Yeah, so, you know, Ravens taking down Tennessee in London, across the pond. You know, it's a long flight home, right? So Ravens defense knocked Tannehill out of the game in the third quarter, registered six sacks. It was good stuff. Marlon Humphrey had some fun on the flight home, uh, just look at what Roquan Smith is, is attempting to pretend he doesn't hear. You just got to watch the video. Check this out. There's no way he could be sleep this fast. Um, 
leads our defense. Wait, can you even hear me? We're just going to do this right here. <laughs> ah. Man, look, I'm thinking about football even in my sleep. It don't matter what's going on. Man, I'm going to get that. <laughs> So okay, so Marlon Humphrey, yeah, one of our nation's premier internet trolls, one yes. of the best follows in the NFL, was on his Instagram live videotaping Roquan Smith fake sleeping in first class on the way home after their game, trying to get a rise out of him here. Deb, my question is, how jealous are you that you weren't in the league long enough to see planes like this? They got the first class pods, beautiful moonlighting there, all the snacks and accoutrements, and Roquan Smith already locked in on to next week. So I went to uh, – um... London a couple of times. Now, back when I was playing, it was just for preseason games. Sure. So we were there. So we had planes that had that, but I hadn't been in the league long enough at that point. It was when I had first gotten to Philadelphia uh, to get that. But yeah, because because I, I, I barely listened to the video because I was too busy looking at the great laydown seats that they were in. Which oh, is man. Just fantastic. And after you win, man, flights home are a ball. The longer they are, the more fun you're going to have before you eventually just pass out in your seat. Well, and he I, was trying to. Yeah, he was trying to. I mean, obviously, it seemed like the the plane hadn't. You can't go live on Instagram when the plane's in the air, so it hadn't taken off yet. So he was like, no, "Oh, was, already sleeping the, down here, buddy." Well, and I mean, Marlon Humphrey, the worst kind of person on the plane, one who sees your headphones oh, are on yeah, and still tries to have here. a conversation with you. That's like my car. You see someone tap and they ask you a question. I'm like, I put the headphones on for a reason. This is the international yeah. sign. I don't want to talk to anybody right now. So you blazing past that stop sign is a total no-no on the airplane. Teammates can do it. If you're on a regular flight and somebody you don't yes. know picks off your headphones, then, then you're going to have issues. And, and I'll say again, one of the toughest things in the transition from the NFL to the real world was flights. Yes. Of what you could do on a charter uh. flight with an NFL team. The amount of snacks that you got, how much you got fed was fantastic. I still, I've been out of the game since 94 and I still miss all that. Charter flights and police oh, escorts. The two man. things you have no idea how much you love until, until they are gone. Yeah. Uh, let's get to one more soundbite here. <laughs> Jesse, disrespect is something that players always like leaning into. And we had a one of the many former Patriots on the field for the Patriots Raiders game play that card with joy. Yeah, I mean, speaking of not knowing what you have until it's gone, you know, the Patriots losing again, uh, 21-17 to the Raiders. Pats are 1-5, in five, I would like to point out. Four games under 500 for the first time since 2000. It's been a while. No one is happy with Bill at the moment, apparently not even the other team. So former Patriot, now Raider, Adam Butler, after the game said he felt disrespected that Bill Belichick didn't talk to him after the game. It did make me very uh, upset that, you know, Bill didn't even have the respect for me to say anything after the game. You know, not even congratulating me. You can't, you know, tell me, I, you know, you look good or you don't look good, whatever. You know, kiss my ass something. But he didn't, didn't say anything, you know. So kind of felt, you know, disrespected. Made me feel kind of, you know, made me feel bad. But I know Coach Belichick has bigger things to worry about, obviously. You know, they're going through, through a tough time. But, I mean, she say a wave, like something, you know, but... <laughs> this is just this could not be more ridiculous because Bill Belichick isn't speaking to anyone. I mean, he's just having the absolute worst year of his career. The media is blowing up about like, should he be fired? And Adam Butler's like, he didn't even say hi to me after after we beat them. And Adam Butler was serious. Like, I didn't know if he was joking or not for a second. And he seemed actually serious. I, I agree. I thought this was going to be tongue in cheek. Like, you know, we just we just beat him. And he didn't even say hi to me. He was. 
Because there were a number. You had Jimmy Garoppolo, Brian Hoyer, Jacoby Myers. Yes. You had a number of former Patriots. And to, to, I wouldn't think two seconds about that. Bill barely says anything anyway. And the position Bill is in right now, how bad that team is. And to say he didn't talk to me, I, I'm with you. I I thought he was going to be goofing around about it, but he did seem serious. It is a good reminder of the confidence, the internal motivation that athletes have to have to succeed at this level, to believe so much in themselves and that they are worthy of all these things to go out there to succeed. Adam Butler, by the way, had a sack in this game and a couple of tackles, a great Kamehameha Kamehameha celebration in the middle of that that I really enjoyed. And he believed, hey, I'm out here balling doing my thing. I was balling for them. Why isn't Bill showing me the love that I deserve? Go off, young king. Here's what we need. In Bill's presser this oh. week, one of the questions, this is what Adam Butler had to say after about you not saying hi to him, just to see what Bill's response would be. That would be gold, hey, right? Our, our good buddy Courtney Cox does a great job over on the morning show at WEEI. I mean, she asked him the Taylor Swift question the other week. Courtney, balls in your court on making that one happen on an uncomfortable morning in New England. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans, we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Gojo and Golick. Mike Golick Jr., Mike Golick Sr., Jesse Cofield still holding it down in the Boston studio. And as we get set, Dad, you're on the call. Westwood one for Chargers and Cowboys tonight here in Los Angeles. We wanted to take a look ahead of that game and get a little help from someone who knows the Cowboys and the NFL very well. David Hellman, the host of the NFL on Fox podcast, also has done a great job covering the Cowboys for Fox and others. David, good morning. How you doing, brother? Uh, what a nice lead in Mike. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing wonderful, man. Happy to be on with y'all. No, we appreciate you coming on this morning, man. And, uh, we've been talking a a lot. We'll certainly get to the Cowboys coming up here tonight as we've got Monday night football and a big rebound full of revenge game feels all across it for a lot of different reasons. But we've been talking coming off this weekend, David, we had the last two unbeatens go down. So we got a handful of five and one teams in the NFL after both the 49ers and the Eagles decide to lose this weekend. Now that the records are all even amongst the five and one teams, who do you find yourself trusting the most? Who do you think is actually the best team in the NFL at this point now that everybody has a blemish? Ooh, isn't that a great question? And also, I love the phrase like 
the last two unbeatens go down. Isn't that such a college football phrase? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's I, I love that. That's the unpredictability of the NFL this season. Um, shoot. You know what? I'll probably I'll probably stick with the San Francisco 49ers, to be honest with you. I know they just lost. I know they've got a you know, they've got to fall in the power rankings because that's what happens in our in our business. You judge based on the most recent game, but they played a good chunk of that without Debo Samuel or Christian McCaffrey. We'll see how severe those problems are, but. There's just so much to like on that team. I, I love the Dolphins as well. I, if 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 I can't pick a team that just lost, I'll roll with Miami. But I I, I got to see more from the Niners before I'm truly worried about them. Is, is there a team that you you see at five and one, but see maybe falling off with the way they're playing right now and may not end the season where we might think? I'm not ready to go that far, but you got to at least point out the fact that the Eagles have yet to really look like an amazing team, um, which I think it's a testament to how good they can be that they got to five and one without really playing great football. You know, we've, we've seen what the Niners are capable of doing. We've seen them flex their muscle. We've seen the Dolphins score 70 points. We've seen the, the lions. I don't think have a truly dominant performance, but they've just kind of beaten up on everybody they've played. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, and, and, and the chiefs are the chiefs. I mean, they've been there at the end of every season for five years running. So again, I got to see a lot more before I get worried about them, but it is interesting that we're six weeks in and the Eagles just keep kind of playing clunky football. They typically get away with it, but not on Sunday. So I'm not ready to say they're going to fall off, but it would be nice to see them kind of flex their muscles. Well, speaking of uh, NFC East teams that we're waiting to see fully flex their muscles, David, the Cowboys are coming off their worst game of the season, an absolute blowout versus the 49ers that rattled everybody to their core. As you've had time now to sort through the wreckage and get ready to see what this team's going to do in this game, what's the biggest real problem that showed up in that 49ers loss that got out of whack for them last week? You know, just talking about the Eagles consistently playing clunky football, it, the the Niners game, as soon as you get your butt kicked like that, it kind of makes you go back and look and things that you were able to explain away after wins, all of a sudden you're like, oh, maybe it was a glaring issue and they were just getting away with it. And honestly, through six games to this point, we really haven't seen the Dallas offense truly dominate or or truly really look like they have their stuff together they've been the beneficiaries of some short fields of some plus turnover margins and that's all part of football i get it but i mean this was a team that under kellen moore who they are playing tonight mm. uh you know they were they were top five in the league for four years they were number one in scoring a couple of times this was a team that never had a problem getting into the end zone and never had a problem driving the field. Cowboys have racked up some yards, but it hasn't really translated into truly uh, explosive offensive performances. Somebody asked me yesterday, somebody on Twitter tweeted at me in the middle of the afternoon and was like, David, what is the Cowboys most fun offensive play of the season so far? And I like, I was taken <laughs> aback. I was like, there's not a lot of candidates like you're not seeing a lot of explosive plays. You're not seeing a lot of chunk gains or big touchdowns. 
Um, and, and it's going to need to change and it's going to be under a microscope tonight with Mike McCarthy going against the guy that he ran out of town. The Kellen Moore effect right now, the Cowboys have five points less per game, 27 yards less per game and way down in red zone touchdowns per game with Kellen Moore gone. And all those stats on the Chargers side are up this year as well. So certainly a feather in the cap right now for Kellen Moore. You know, David, they always talk, we always talk about, or people do, oh, get rid of the quarterback, get another one. It's so easy to say, get rid of him, and where's the next one going to be? But what is the shelf life really for the, the defense is a top 10 defense, but the shelf life for this offense and the way they're going right now, going down the road. I pride myself on not overreacting to one week. Again, that's it's a long season and all that, but man, the 49ers game really shook me in terms of, and you're talking to, a longtime Dak Prescott truther, uh, a guy that I, I've constantly defended him from people that want to take his job. But that performance really, it, it makes you wonder what the shelf life is. And I, I'm not worried about Dak in the short term. It doesn't make any sense for him not to be the starter for the time being. Even really next year, it would be surprising if the Cowboys were that desperate to move on from him. Um, his, his cap hit is just astronomical. Right. If he doesn't get, if he doesn't get an extension when the season's over, then you're talking about him counting $60 million against your cap. So I don't think in the short term, I'm too worried about it, but I went into the season thinking, Oh yeah, it's a, it's a foregone conclusion that Dak gets an extension at some point before March of next year, or certainly before the draft. And now I'm not so sure. I'm not. And and yeah, maybe it's a little bit of an overreaction to one game. But when you lose like that to a team that, you know, you're probably going to have to beat in the playoffs. Um, you know, I don't think you can blame people for kind of reaching that conclusion. So I think in the short term, they'll be fine. And I do think they're they're plenty talented to win enough games to make the playoffs. But uh, it's going to be how you perform in those big leverage moments. You know, they get another one in a few weeks against Philly. Uh, that I think is going to determine a lot about how committed they are to him in the big picture. David, we only got about a minute left. We mentioned the Kellen Moore factor of this, and we know Jerry Jones is the um, person making the decisions and is highly emotional, highly invested in this team. If they were to lose tonight to Kellen Moore, who is in the building, as this continues to slide, do you see any real changes that they might make as a reaction to that in the coming weeks? Right now, I don't, I can't see that. Jerry Jones, that reputation is well earned, but he's been a lot more patient in recent years. I mean, he held on to Jason Garrett for several years after he could have let him go. They'll go into their bye week. They'll be at 500. I think Jerry Jones will have a lot of rationalizations for why it's okay. Um, I think it would take something more drastic than losing tonight. Um, but this keeps up over the course of another month or two that wouldn't necessarily surprise me given how much expectation was placed on this season. Yeah. And that was again, before the season, the pick for a lot of people saying this Cowboys roster was finally at a place where this felt like Super Bowl or bust this year. And so far it's been a little bit more yeah. bust as of late, but like David said, it's still a team that's going to be a playoff team, a very long season uh, that we are excited to see. David, thanks so much, man. We appreciate all the time today. Enjoy the game tonight and uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you again soon. All right, brother. Anytime y'all. I appreciate it. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. Let me, let me leave you with, with this stat. While Dallas is number three against the pass, sure. great rating, they are five games this year giving up pass yardage, 63, 151, 178, 200, 251. So they've given up more yards each week, including the highest 251. But they are 
third in the NFL against the pass, but Justin Herbert is 3-0 and against top five passing defense. Yeah, so. just, Justin Herbert's been sensational. We know they're banged up now. No more Mike Williams, right, Corey right. Lindsley, their starting center, not, uh, not in the lineup anymore. It's the usual story for the Chargers on that side, but uh, this is going to be a real bit of a crisis for the Cowboys if it doesn't look massively different than it did last week against the 49ers. Coming up next, let's get some hoop dreams outside in a big matchup next. Brought to you by Wrangler. Jeans, shirts, and jackets made for the ride of life. Be ready for those cooler days and longer nights in styles that are going to keep you warm and comfortable, moving, and looking great no matter where you are. You can wear Wrangler jeans literally anywhere. At work, out at night, playing a pickup game with friends, or at home, watching the game on TV. They're that comfortable and that durable. And there's Wrangler shirts for every occasion. Casual tees, snaps, and button-ups, or layer them together for a little bit of both. And don't forget the iconic Wrangler jackets. When the weather starts to chill and you need to venture out, Wrangler will keep you ready for anything. So add some Wrangler to your getup with jeans, shirts, and jackets that look great, fit great, and move great so you're always ready for whatever life throws at you. And save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order when you use promo code GOJO15. Wrangler, for the ride of life. Welcome back to Go Joan Golick, Michael Jr., Michael Sr., and Jesse Cofield. We're going to finish this thing off the way we always do. This, that, and third, three quick stories to send you off into your day. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review. Leave us a five-star rating. Check us out live here Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern on DraftKingsNetwork.com, the DraftKings YouTube channel under the Gojo with Mike Golick, Gojo and Golick podcast tab, and Samsung TV Plus, Roku, wherever else you see us all over. Places. A lot of places. Lot We're of trying places. to be everywhere. You can follow us on TikTok, too. We got the Gojo and Gola TikTok going right now. The IG's going off. The Twitter has always got that. Shout out to Super Producer Brandon making all that happen. So world has changed. Yeah, no, it's a little bit different for you now. Yeah, I've seen I've seen you looking confused at all the the electronics around your uh, home setup every day here. It's a lot for you. I remember somebody somebody interviewed me about the world of podcasts now, and I said, how it's changed from radio. I said, you're talking to the wrong person. I said, you may want to interview my son. I said, I speak into a microphone where they disperse it. That's their business. Yeah. I'm just talking into the microphone. It's going to go places. Yeah. I'm just here to do word yeah. stuff. Well, uh, speaking of word stuff, let's get to this, that, and the third. And let's start with dance stuff. No. Um, Mike Gundy and the Oklahoma State uh, football team here. Shocking people getting a win against Kansas this yeah, last weekend. Yeah. Even more shocking than that, though, is what Mike Gundy, outside of mullet cultivation, decided to do in his spare time here. Dad, inner Ted Lasso coming out here. What do you make of the Gundy dance moves in the locker room? Dude got low. I'll tell you that much. My knees exploded when I saw him get low like that. Then he went with the handstand as well. I mean, I, I'm still used to him, you know, to saying, I'm 40, I'm a man. You know, that, right. that's, that's still what's ingrained in my head. And I, I've done games out there. I like to talk to him about his area where he lives and the lakes he has and fishing and good dude all around. And then you just see him getting down there, man. It's pretty impressive. Do you think it's he just impresses what he's doing? Do you think he panicked in that moment? Like he went to do the handstand and then they grabbed his legs and started like bouncing him around. He was like, oh no, I'm, yeah, oh no. What do I do now? Yeah. I'm on my hands. What do I do now? But I think it's one of those, you kind of get caught in the moment, right? You start 
And then it just starts to go a little more, a little more, and you just kind of get caught up in it. I tell you what, much like this season, it was a bit of a surprise. I did not expect Oklahoma State to be sitting here at four and two right now and a ranked win like that. I understand Jalen Daniels wasn't in the lineup, but we've seen plenty of Jason being there for Kansas and a really good team. And Oklahoma State, that got hit as hard by the transfer portal as any team in college football this offseason in the bad way has rebounded pretty nicely this year. And the trust between players and coach because you got to have trust to go up for that handstand, believing that someone on your team is going to show up and grab the ankles. Because I know this, I do not believe Mike Gundy to be a man that has done enough yoga. I don't know what his habits are as far as his practice to be able to pull off the handstand on his he own. Hit the full drop though, squatting down. Well, that's and, yeah. I mean, it, but, I mean, you you got you can't have any knee issues at all. Those hip and flexors. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about, we talked about this with you before. You're one of the great wedding guests of all time. Yeah, gifted. Have you ever done a handstand on a dance floor at a wedding? No, I've never done a handstand on the dance floor at a wedding because I can't do a handstand much like him. And I don't trust my friends enough to ah, grab my ankles and have my best is. interest there in mind. Okay. He trusted his teammates there. Okay. That's the biggest difference. So uh, congratulations. Jesse, you ever do a handstand at a, while you're dancing? No, I mean, I don't think much like Gojo, I don't think that I have the faith in my core at this point to do a handstand. Oh, in your core. I thought you were going to say around you. So I was going to. But like, this doesn't happen often at weddings. That's not a thing people do at weddings. I mean, especially uh, as a woman at a wedding, like, unless you're trying to flash everyone, not a lot yeah, of handstands. Yeah, well, that's also true. Happening. Yeah, probably was trying to avoid that. If you're, if you're wearing a dress, you know, some women right, at weddings yeah, not wearing yeah. a dress, but, you know. Speaking of yeah. wins oh. and not wearing dresses, <laughs> more sports this time in the WNBA where, Jesse, we get a little bit of staving that went on. Yeah, they are not going down without a fight, guys. So last night, Liberty defeated the Aces, forcing a game four. Now, the Liberty have really looked like a shell of themselves during the first two games of the WNBA Finals. They lost by a combined 45 points in those two. But, you know, back against the wall, you stave off elimination right there with that 87-73 victory in game three. Keeping the championship hopes alive, guys. And it feels good to have a game here. I am amazed. These are the two best teams. Four times in the regular season, one time in the Commissioner Cup, that's five. Two games in Vegas, one in New York, so now we're eight. Eight games between the two best teams, and it's never been below double digits. Sure. We have not gotten a close game yet. That, that's what blows my mind. It's basketball, man. I know, but, man, you'd love to see a series go the full slate of games, and you'd love to see some close games. This was a 14-point game. This might have been the closest of all of them this year. It's amazing to me. It was it was the first win for the New York Liberty in the po in the WNBA Finals since 1999. Yeah. They're the only original team without a championship yet that's still operating right now. Huge crowd there though at Barclays. It was a scene there in New York as it's often been with this yeah. team, one of the super teams out there. And Dad, you brought this up, the inability of either of these teams to win on the road. The Aces now 0 and 3 at Barclays. This season. Is it diminishing the series at all? No. no. I mean, we do have the two best teams, but we can't get a competitive game. No, because we've seen this happen before. We watched the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors do this plenty in the finals where the games would just be seesawing blowouts here. You've got a competitive series. You've got to win back in this. The Aces look like they could get this thing to maybe, or excuse me, the Liberty look like they can maybe get this thing to go the distance. Five? Oh, they're going to win again. It's going to go back to the final game back in, in, in Las Vegas. I mean, that's just what the home teams do. And then Las Vegas will win it. Probably by 20 in game five. Well, that's going to be the biggest difference and was in those prior series that we've talked about is who can make just one play, who yep. can muck this up at some point when you no longer have 
next game to bail you out there or something to worry about. There is no tomorrow, oh, even though there still wow. is right now. Yeah, there really is. Um, but speaking of hoops, this one pretty cool, Jesse, as we get to the third portion of this. We got to see in this past season really awesome uh, moment for Nebraska women's volleyball, setting the outdoor attendance record, the largest, most attended women's sporting event in the history of women's sports at um, at the Nebraska football stadium here earlier this year. But Jesse, the Iowa women's basketball team may not have outdone that number, but certainly created a scene and a memory of their own. Yeah, Caitlin Clark and the Iowa women's basketball team wanted in on that action. They wanted some of that. So they hosted DePaul for an exhibition game, did it in front of 55,646 people at Kinnick Stadium. So nearly filled the football stadium, guys, for the basketball game. Pretty cool. They had the court positioned vertically in the north end zone, and that was the attendance record for an NCAA women's basketball game. Uh, and just, just amazing. And you mentioned it's Memorial Stadium for Nebraska, the volleyball women, 92,000 yeah. there. So this was 55,646. The record for a women's game had been UConn years ago in a national title game, uh, the Alamo Dome in yeah. San Antonio, at like 26,000. So this over doubled that in an exhibition game and still – one of the coolest things at this stadium is the Children's Hospital that is right there. There was another donation made. $250,000, yeah. And I remember calling games there. I know you have as well. When I actually haven't players, been to Kinnick, no. Oh, you haven't? No, never been out I there. I mean, it, it gives you chills when you see the players turning around and waving to the children in the Children's Hospital. It's one of, it's one of the great moments, but obviously there's the sadness of knowing the children have to be in that hospital, but the support that they get from players and from the area is just incredible. So you got to see that again there, but congratulations. Listen, we have talked nothing about how women's sports has just exploded in popularity. And I can't stress enough. This was an exhibition game. It did not count. And 55,000 people were showing up. You know why they were showing up to this game at Kinnick stadium in Iowa. They wanted to see some actual. Yeah, offense. I was going to say, you got to see points get scored <laughs> in the here. offense. The yeah. football team can't get over 25 nope. a game, but Caitlin Clark went out yeah. there and gave you a triple-double yet yeah. again, 34, 11, and 10, because that's all she knows how yeah. to do. Yeah. It's a great point. You get to satisfy that desire. There were no punts in this basketball game, nope. at least to the best of my knowledge, which might disappoint their particular kink. But it is a reminder, like you said, Caitlin Clark is box office. She absolutely we, is. We have seen these these moments, I think, underscore what we've talked about. Women's sports have grown at such an unprecedented pace. They've always or Not unprecedented, but they've always been a quality product. But now you're getting these stages that show people irrefutably these are continuing to be things you need to keep investing in when you give them the stage and the opportunity. Look what happens consistently each and every time with some of the most well-known names in sports, men's or women's right yeah. now. This happened in the men's basketball tournament last year where we noticed the women's basketball tournament had way bigger names, way bigger stars, and the numbers reflected that. And this is just another number you can add to the pile to show just what a juggernaut the women's game is right now. And women's game basketball and NCAA basketball starting this or next month in November. But I love these outdoor games and the people that show up. I think it, it, it's awesome. South Bend, balls in your court, baby. Let's get the Lady Irish out there in Notre Dame Stadium. Love us up in the ratings, the comments, the reviews. Have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.